Welcome to the Vanessa G. Fitcast. If you think eating less is the answer to getting lean, or that you have to choose between having donuts and wine or having a body you love, well then, girl, you are in the right place. Chances are you've fallen victim to diet culture's terrible advice on how to eat and exercise. But don't worry, this podcast is going to bring you actionable information so you can start transforming your body without giving up your life. I'm Vanessa Gillette, founder and head coach of Vanessa G Fitness and Nutrition. This podcast was born from my passion for helping all women create bodies they feel confident in. Thank you for tuning in and trusting me to support and guide you. Now let's do this. Welcome back to the Vanessa G Fitcast. I'm Vanessa Gillette Pozos and here with me is Omar Pozos. What is up RVGFN fam? How are you guys doing today? How are you Ness? I'm, you know what? Honestly, I'm feeling great. Like I feel like, you know, I know I shared this on Instagram recently too of, I feel like just my energy has really kicked in tremendously lately of like now uh, you pointed it out this morning you're like you've been uh, waking up a little bit earlier know, you're now scaring you're, me. you're like <laughs> 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 but like I'm I'm waking up more around like 6 6 30 without an alarm just feeling like energized ready to go and it's like I wake up I'm like all right let's do things I'm ready let's go and it's it's such a good feeling because I mean a year ago I was like waking up with my alarm probably hitting snooze eating coffee right o- dr- eating drinking coffee right away feeling like just super tired about how much coffee I was drinking and how much I was sleeping. And it was just, it was terrible. And now I'm like, I feel good. Like I, I just feel like a, a energetic functioning human being. <laughs> well, welcome back. Ness. Yeah. Glad to have you. But it's, it's really cool, honestly, to see like truly the effects of the work that we do with hormone health, with resetting the metabolism and really experiencing it firsthand this last year has been really, really exciting. Yeah, no, absolutely. I love it. And I mean, obviously I, uh, you know, seeing it firsthand of how, like you said, like, sure, we go to bed early, but now you're waking up with just more like oomph, like more mm-hmm. pep in your I step. I mean, a is, year ago, I was huge. sleeping like 10, 11 hours a night and still exhausted. And now I'm, you I know, thought doing it was like me a normal. I was doing that to you, but <laughs> I'm glad well, it's not. <laughs> you know, no, I mean, now I'm sleeping eight, you know, sometimes nine, but more of like around eight hours a night typically. And I feel great. I feel awesome. I and love it. No caffeine. It's just life is good. Very and good. Glad to hear that, babe. Honestly, it's like I never thought I'd be here. You know, you think about like a year ago, I remember I would make jokes of like, I'm like, I've been drinking caffeine since I was in seventh grade and I can count on my hand like two, two times that I didn't have caffeine that day. And it was like horrible, just I know. worst I, days ever. Listen, I'm, I'm always going to blame you for my new Starbucks uh, addiction yeah, and habit I that I picked addicted. up. I'm like, that, that was on you. But we've been great. I mean, I've been kind of dialing, dialing, dialing things back a little bit myself. Um, and I think we're on to great uh, 2023 for us. Too. Yeah. So well, excited. I, I want to talk a little bit today about how everybody can really make this a great year for them as well. And, you know, no matter where you're starting from, no matter where you are currently, I want to talk about just like what you can do starting today. And if you do these five things for the next 90 days, like you are going to realize that you are just a different person come summertime really is what we're talking about here. Summertime. <laughs> I, I was, should I just do a little solo right quick for the people? Yeah, I think the people would love that. <laughs> but you know, it's one of those things too. We were just talking about this before we hit record of like, these are a lot of things you know, they're not specific to health and fitness. They're really about just leveling yourself up as a human being. Yeah. And these are things that I think we've picked up on just from, you know, putting ourselves into rooms with really high performing people, 
you know, we've spent, I believe, I mean, I need to do the math, but probably close to 150k in mentorship in the last year and a half. Mm, man, I take that deep breath and I'm like, oh my god, that's so much money. But that's really what it takes. Like you got to put, you know, yourself out there. You got to put, um, like you have to put a like a line in the sand and. and like be that person that you want to become and put a, a stake in the game for it to count, right? For yeah. it to like really, for you to really pay attention to things that are going on. Yeah. And I know, you know, it might not be feasible for everybody in the world to be doing that. So that's where it's sure. like, I want to share some actionable things that people can do for free from listening to this podcast. Yeah. And I think it's always, it's, or at least for me, everything I've seen, it's always a work in progress. Like you're never going to be a hundred percent on every single one of these areas. It's going to be, one area kind of, you know, goes to 80% while the other one goes to 90. And, and it's a it's a back and forth. It's that shift because you, at the end of the day, you know, you want to have a little bit of balance as well. Um, but you're right. I think these five things are really what I've also seen in those high performing, high achieving, just successful people. And it all goes back to some of these things here. Yeah. Well, let's, let's dive into it. We've let's been teasing it. it here for a little while. But number one is manage your time. Sounds really simple. And a lot of people are like, yeah, okay. That's not like a huge secret, but let's talk about like what that actually means because so many people are overwhelmed. Like, I feel like that is just the standard state of being for so many people. They just feel overwhelmed constantly. You know, they're going into Sunday with the Sunday scaries. They're coming in Monday with like the, the Monday, what is it? Like the Monday, Blues? Monday blues? I don't know. <laughs> Dude, I think we just made something up. Yeah, they, they got the Monday blues. And you know what? It's just like really carrying through the week until like finally Friday comes. And they're like, woo, Friday. And then the weekend. And then they have like two days out of the week where they feel like a happy human being. And the reality is so many people are overwhelmed because they're not organized with their time. And I don't mean organized in the sense of like being just hyper planning every single thing into your life. Cause I think part of organization and part of managing your time is also scheduling in that downtime too. So if we don't ever have downtime and we also aren't scheduling in when we're going to like do the things that move the needle forward, we're going to feel overwhelmed all the time. So, I mean, I think the first one when it comes to managing your time is a lot of people can really work on just waking up a tiny bit earlier, like shifting your wake up time, just that little bit back, you know, as long as you are getting enough sleep, because sleep is number one, but shifting your wake up time back a little bit and you can take control of your day by taking control of your morning. That's huge. Another thing is really creating a to-do list. I know this is something that I've always been a big fan of to-do lists, but I used to really mess it up, do it completely the wrong way where I would just put everything I thought I possibly needed to do or wanted to do or could do all on my to-do list. And it was just like this huge, lengthy, long list that I was constantly feeling like I needed to chip away at, but it just constantly felt like it was getting longer. I don't know if you ever felt that way. I feel like that's more of like a me thing, but. You know, I've never been a big to-do list person. I always just kind of would fly by the seam of my pants, like, yeah, I got to do this. I got to do that and keep it all in my head. And then I realized it was giving me a shit ton of anxiety. And I was like, oh my God, why can't I sleep at night with, you know, or why am I thinking about work at, when I'm trying to go to bed? Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, well maybe because I need to get that, those thoughts, that's all of that. That's why I put notepads on head. our yeah. bedside tables. Absolutely. But yeah, no. So, I mean, there's really two types of people here. It's like, you're the Omar who just keeps your running to-do list in your head and never actually gets it out on paper. And so like you're expending so much mental energy thinking about all the things you have to do. Or you're like me who you're like, oh, I love to-do lists. That it's definitely a part of my nature, but your to-do lists are way too long. They're not actually organized and they're not actually structured in a way that helps you 
have success. So, you know, that's where I'm a big fan. I've talked about this before and I may need to do like an entire podcast episode dedicated to it. So, I mean, let me know if you guys are interested in something like that, but I'm a big fan of the three by three system, having a big three for the week, having a big three for each day, really focusing on those big three items that actually move the needle forward. Because it's usually, if we take a step back, it's just a couple of things that actually are the the things that are going to push you forward, push your your projects forward and just make a difference on your life. But really without overwhelming you along the way. Yep. And, you know, along those same lines, we need to set deadlines. I think this one is huge. If you don't have any external accountability on the things you're trying to achieve, you're probably not ever going to achieve them. And that's where it's like having, that's why we've invested so much money in coaching and mentorship across every domain of our life from our health and fitness to our mindset to business, all these different things, because having external accountability to help you set deadlines and help you get clear on what it is you need to achieve is so important. Yeah. And then, you know, the last part of that is actually sticking to your schedule. So if you are creating a schedule, are you actually sticking to it? Because that's a key part. You know, it's not going to help you if you have it, if you're not actually following it. And if you're not able to follow it, then that's a different question. You need to start to pull, peel the onion a little bit. Ask yourself, why can't I stick to this schedule? What here is preventing me from following through on the things I'm trying to do? Yeah, I love that. I think for me, it always goes back to, I know it sounds super counterintuitive, but having structure, having organization, having a to-do list or something along those lines gives me freedom because think of it as like almost like a budget when it comes to money, right? Like knowing that you've allotted yourself, I don't know, $300 to fun, whatever that might be, like, you know, that you can do whatever you want with those $300. And it just gives you so much freedom as opposed to if you're like, I don't know, should I spend money on this? Should I not? Should I, you know, instead invest in, uh, I don't know, a mentorship program? Should I do this? Like, it just gives you so much like confusion and, and anxiety and chaos, but knowing like that you've allotted a certain amount of time or whatever that is, um, towards helping you do the things that you need to do. That's what gives you the biggest freedom because it just allows you to, you know, be present and focus on the things that you are doing. Right. Exactly. Well then let's, let's move on to number two, number two of these things that you should do for the next 90 days to become unrecognizable by summertime is focus on one thing. This one is really, really hard for our high achievers out there is because typically we're trying to do a million things at once. And, you know, it's like, if you really want to get to where you want to go and you want to have that life, that body, that's just every, all your goals, all you want to get to, what's stopping you from getting there is likely focus and clarity because, you know, everybody wants the results. Everybody wants to achieve things. Everybody wants to, you know, be the best in every domain of their life. The reason why the majority of people aren't achieving those things and they aren't the best in every domain of their life is because they're scattered. They're not actually figuring out what is the one thing I need to do in this one area and just focusing on that and moving the needle forward on that. They're spreading themselves thin. They're, you know, instead of focusing 100% on one thing and giving 100% of their energy and effort on that one thing to actually achieve it, they're spreading themselves out and they're doing five different things with 20% focus on each. And you can see how that would not be very effective, right? Yeah, no, absolutely. And I think the fact that you are looking at different things and trying one thing, trying another thing and focusing on 30 million things as opposed to doing one thing and doing it really, really well, that's what is causing you to feel overwhelmed. And that's what's causing you to give have anxiety. And that's what's causing you to fall off track 
when and ultimately you have to go back to square one and be like, okay, instead of doing all of these things, it's not about continuing to add things to your plates about removing the things that are there and that aren't working for you to get you to your goals, whatever that might be, whether it's health and fitness, business, personal, whatever it is. Um, but like you said, it's about doing one thing and doing, you know, one thing really, really well. Yeah. With our clients, we always identify like, what is that number one constraint? What is the one thing that if we just focus on that? It's going to have the biggest effect on our client, how they feel their results, because doing a million things at once is not effective and it's not going to help them move forward. It might be, let's just focus on the quantity of foods that we're eating, or let's focus entirely on the quality of foods we're eating, or let's focus entirely on our sleep or on our stress. There's could be one thing that you move the needle forward on that. And then suddenly everything else becomes easier. And see, I think you just hit a great point there, Vanessa. Sometimes it takes a third person or a second person to come out and give you that third person perspective and be like, you know, maybe let's try this, or maybe let's audit your life a little bit and do this. But it's really hard for you if, if you don't have the right tools or the right knowledge for you to step back and be like, okay, what am I doing that isn't helping? And what do I need to do that actually is going to help? But again, it maybe at times it just comes back to having somebody in your corner that has more knowledge than you, that has done the things that you want to do or has taken people through the things that you want to do, right? When it comes to nutrition and fitness for us, it's obviously the coaching. It just, it takes the guesswork out of the equation. It lets you focus on one thing as opposed to doing 30 million things and then feeling overwhelmed and then never actually achieving the things that you want. Yeah. I mean, I can't even tell you how many times we have a client who comes to us and, you know, they're very educated, like they've listened to the podcast or they've just done a lot of research themselves and they know a lot of things. They come to us and they're like, I've already identified that like, I need to do this, 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 this. I have this wrong, this wrong, this wrong, this wrong. And they're expecting us to be like, all right, you need to do all of these things, all all of them at once. Like you need to get super restrictive with your diet, cut out all these foods, start doing all this exercise. Like they're expecting to have this humongous shift. And then, you know, we might have them come in and after doing our metabolic assessment, maybe we see that it's actually just one little thing that really needs to be tweaked. And we tweak that one thing and it's like everything else just kind of falls in place. Because when you nail the one thing that is actually going to be super effective, it makes everything else easier. It makes everything else just fall into place without so much struggle. So focus on the one thing that you need to do to get results and just stay like hyper, just focused and obsessed with completing that one thing and let everything else just go to the wayside. Yeah, I love it. So number three is make gradual improvements. People don't love that word gradual. They were like, oh, I want to <laughs> like, like no, change everything I change at everything. once. <laughs> and I mean, that just goes back to what you were just saying. You know, it's not about changing every single little thing and overhauling your life and making a, a like a brand new lifestyle for you. It's about doing little things each and every day that's getting you to where you want to go. It's about taking things, you know, like you said, doing um, the, 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 the one thing, but doing it really, really well. Yeah, exactly. I mean, how do you eat an elephant? One bite at a time. Oh, I've never heard that one before. I've never gonna, heard that one? No, I haven't. I've always, um, I was going to say something like, you know, like think about like when you're learning to walk, like you can't start by being a cross country runner, right? Because you don't even know how to crawl. And then it kind of goes on there. But I like the elephant thing, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> no, actually, I, I, I like your analogy. And I want to go down that path a little bit more because children, like little kids are so good at this because they 
like subconsciously, they don't even recognize it consciously, but they know that they have so many things to grow in, so many things, opportunities like to just better themselves. And they're working on that 1%. You know, the little baby sees their parents running around. They're like, hey, I want to be able to do that too. So now they're just working on trying to stand up. They know they have to start with that step before they can run. Yeah. And as adults, we often forget this. We have egos. We think that we should be able to do everything and we're embarrassed if we feel like we need to work on certain areas of ourselves. But allowing yourself to just feel embarrassed about things is going to hold you back. You have to let your, just put your ego aside and recognize that it's okay to have things to work on. In fact, it's amazing to have things to work on because that means you have opportunity to level up as a human being. But you can't become that level 10 human with level one habits. So it's got to start with focusing on just making gradual little improvements. Start by just tracking one meal. If you've never tracked before, you don't have to track all of your food. Track one meal. Work on that. Start by doing one workout. You're not consistent with working out. Don't jump into three times a week classes. Go to one workout and get consistent with that. You know, you're trying to work on reading more. Start by reading one page per day. You're trying to, you know, write a book, start by writing one paragraph. Like it really is start by one thing. Start today, focus on that one thing, get 1% better day after day. And that over the course of a year just compounds tremendously. And you can become a completely different person in a very short period of time just by the 1% better everyday mentality. You know what's crazy? I think what you just said as far as the ego thing kind of slap me in the face because Ooh. I'm like, like literally boom. Um, because it's really something that it goes into everything. Like for me, like the one, the and, and it's silly. I think as a guy, a lot of guys are going to resonate, resonate with this. But when it comes to like lifting weights, right? Mm-hmm. If I see somebody next to me that are, that's like doing 225 on the barbell on, on squats and I'm only doing 135, I'm like, oh, I'm like, all right, we got this. Embrace the core. You know, we got 225 on there. But that's so silly to think about it that way because, again, I don't know what the guy next to me is doing. Maybe he's that's the only workout that he's doing or that's the only movement that he's doing today, right? Meanwhile, um, the workouts that I'm doing with Aaron, by the way, are crushing my legs. And now I'm <laughs> letting my ego take over and I want to put more weight on the bar just because somebody next to me is doing it, right? Aaron is our head training programmer, by the yeah, way. Yeah, he's been at, um, adding some workouts for me. And I think the guy, I don't know, he might think he, I'm Superman or yeah. something, but I could get out of the gym. <laughs> well, and I'm I think just you're like, Superman. Oh, thanks, babe. But I'm literally like crawling out of there. But anyways, I think it really starts by putting your ego in check and being like, okay, if I was the only person in the world would I still do this? And would I still approach this the way that I'm doing it now? And if you are, then great. Then that's what, you know, um, that that's what serves you or that's what you want to do. But if it's not, and you're like, I would never do this in a million years if I was the last person, then don't do it at all. And I know it's hard to, to do. And I know it's easier said than done. But if you say it and you do it, you know, that's kind of how you start working on that snowball compounding effect each and every day. But the ego thing, man, I'm like, it really like punched me in the stomach. I'm like, that's what it is. It Mm -hmm. it comes back to ego and it comes back to like, what is he going to say about me? What is she going to say about me? What are they going to think about me? You know, like I used to be this way when I was younger without kids and Mm -hmm. and now I I can't even go up the stairs. Like, what is that going to do? You know, like, what am I like, what does that say about me? But it's not about you. It's about, okay, maybe let's see what you've done in the last couple of years. That's taking you to where you are now. And if you want to go back to where, you know, you the way you felt before you had kids or whatever that might look like, 
let's start by doing one little th- yeah. one thing really, really well and start there as opposed to trying to overhaul of your, your, your whole life, right? One step at a time. That's the key. And you know, I even resonate with what you're saying in the terms of like, when I got back into working out in the fall yeah. after taking six months off to just really let my hormone health heal, I got back in there and man, it sucked when I was like, oh gosh, like I am not nearly as strong as I was six months ago. And that was a huge slap to my ego. And it, there was times where I felt embarrassed of like, oh man, I'm in the gym and you know, now I'm like lifting such light weight and like people are probably noticing and they're judging me of like, oh my God, that's all she's lifting. And I'm, like I let these voices run and I know we all do this. And that's why so many people struggle with gym intimidation. But the reality is everybody is thinking that way in the gym. I'm telling you, everybody from the, you know, the novice of, you know, the most novice person in there to the like extremely experienced, like super jacked bodybuilder. Everybody is thinking about what is other, what are other people thinking of me? They're not actually thinking about you. They're thinking about themselves and they're wondering what you think of them. And so that's why we have to put our ego aside and recognize that just focus on the one little thing. It's okay if you can't lift very much today, but tomorrow maybe you can make a small improvement. Well, maybe not tomorrow because we want to actually give ourselves <laughs> times to recover, but maybe next week you can bump it up a little bit. And then the next week, maybe you can bump it up a little bit and you just keep focusing on that little tiny improvement and you let the time pass. You're going to be a different person over time. The strength is going to come. We just have to be patient and make those gradual improvements. Yeah. Gradual gonna, being key. I'm going to steal this line from you here that you have. It's, you know, minor improvements over time lead to big changes. And it's so true. And it's about, you know, really, again, the, the one thing for me is gratification. Like I want instant gratification. I want instant results right away. Right. But if, if we remove the ego, if we delay that gratification and instead of saying, what can I do tomorrow? Say, what can I do in a year from now? Like, what is this going to help me do in a year from now? That has always to me served the biggest um, results for myself and what I've always tried to do um, mm-hmm. when it comes to nutrition, fitness, or my own personal stuff that I'm working on. Oh yeah. Thinking long-term is a huge hack. And I can tell you the most successful people, they're not stressed about like, am I going to make progress in the next month or even in the next, you know, three months or six months, they're thinking on a one year, three year and five year basis. They have three year goals set for themselves. But I can tell you that most people, if you walked up to them and you said, what are your three year goals? They're like, Oh, I don't know. Because people don't think that way. The average person doesn't think that way. So if you don't want to be average, you want to be above average, you have to start to think long-term and let go of all the societal pressure to be like, you have to be better tomorrow because that's not realistic and that's going to set you up to fail. Yeah. And this stuff, I am telling you guys, this stuff works with money. This stuff works with like relationships. This stuff works with health and fitness, like your own personal goals. It, it's not just something that comes to nutrition and fitness. It's something that over time, that compounding in, uh, effect, that compound interest, as they call it in the finance world, really adds up and makes a world of difference. And like, what's the the analogy you always mentioned, Vanessa? Like one, like an airplane going from LA to New York, mm. if it deviates by like one degree, yeah, you make it a one up, degree shift and it ends up in um, Washington, D.C. Yeah. instead of New York. And, and it's, it's like the passengers on the plane are not going to be able to notice that the pilot shifted one degree. But when you zoom way out and you think of over the course of the whole length of the United States, a flight from LA to New York, you shift one degree, one degree South, it's going to end up in, you know, a huge difference away. You're not going to be in New York. You're going to be in Washington, DC. So it's like these tiny shifts in the moment feel like you're doing nothing. But over the course of time, when you zoom way out, it can be 
life-changing. And I can tell you of like the things that have been the most life-changing for me across all the different domains of my life have been tiny shifts. They have not been huge monumental changes. It all starts with that tiny little action. Was that marrying me that has been the biggest uh, amazing result in your life so far? Yeah, I mean, you know, that was a, that was a tiny little thing. So that was like a, a ten degree um, deviation in a good way. <laughs> well, let's move on. Then number four is look at things diagnostically. So think of it this way: how we think about things affects, or not even affects, it determines how we feel. How you think determines how you feel. And so rather than focusing on the negative of all these different situations and all these different circumstances, at the end of the day, circumstances themselves, events, these are inherently neutral. How you choose to think about it is how you feel about it. So if you look at any circumstance, you look at the fact that you haven't lost weight, even though you've been working on your nutrition and you think you choose to think a thought that makes you feel negative about that situation, then that's your fault that you're feeling negative and that that negativity is going to cause you probably to not follow through on the things that are still going to ultimately lead you to lose weight. But if instead you look at things diagnostically and you ask yourself, what am I in control of? What can I do better? How can I improve things? You ask yourself those hard questions, those diagnostic neutral questions that really put you back into that frame of control, it is absolutely going to change everything for you. It is a problem solving mindset. And that is what's going to help you move past roadblocks and challenges and circumstances that you might potentially perceive to be negative and actually help you move past them and make you feel better about it all. Yeah. When I hear diagnostics, I think of like uh, a car maintenance or like a computer being repaired and it, it if you think of it that way it's so it's such a, a good um just analogy to be like okay let me think of things like systematically like okay if i come across this challenge what can i do what can i be in control of how can i improve this one problem boom we resolve that problem on to the next one and so on and so forth and that's how we really get to you know where we want to go eventually but it, it like you said it really becomes on uh, or it on the human being level, it comes back to my own thoughts, my inner thoughts. Like, what are they telling about me? Like, I know for me, like, you know, when people cut me off on the street, I'm like, what the hell? Like that guy, you know, this and that. And of course, very right, nicely, right. <laughs> very, <laughs> very, nicely. very nicely. I'm like, oh, that guy, you know, bless his heart or whatever they say. Um, but again, it's something like, all right, I can't control what somebody else is going to do. Right. I can only control, you know, the way I'm driving and, and, and um, what I'm doing. So that gives me, if anything, a sense of, a sense of control and it just helps me really redirect that energy into something more um, positive, if yeah. that makes any sense. Oh, I, I think that makes total sense. And I actually really love the analogy you were using as far as like looking at things diagnostically makes you think of like cars. Mm -hmm. Because it's almost like if somebody was, you know, they were filling up their gas tank regularly, but yet their car kept dying. And they're like getting really frustrated. They're like, I freaking hate this car. It keeps dying on me. I, f I filled up the tank earlier today and yet it still keeps dying. And they're just getting frustrated. And because of that, they're just like, screw it. I'm selling the car. No, that doesn't seem very logical, right? The logical person would look at things diagnostically because people probably aren't getting that emotional about something to where they're just completely like, all right, get rid of the freaking car. No, they're like, oh, okay, maybe I should like lift up the hood, look at this, look what's going on, on inside the car. Maybe ask myself like, what am I doing wrong? Am I just like continuously not ignoring the check engine light? Like, am I just letting that go? What am I in control of? Could I take it to the maintenance repair shop and like get my car worked on? 
I'm really not great with car terminology. So I'm like, that's about as much as I could do. But Getting my car worked on. <laughs> but they're really taking control. They're being neutral and they're looking at it diagnostically so where they can actually fix the true problem, find a solution and end up feeling better and not having to deal with that problem anymore. Yeah. That's literally what people do with their bodies. They're looking at it and they're like, oh, I'm doing everything right. I'm not losing weight. Like this sucks you know, I'm just not capable of losing weight. Like I might as well just give up myself and just, you know, accept that I'm just going to feel this way for the rest of my life. And instead, if they remove the emotion, they don't look at things quite so negatively. And they just think, hmm, I'm going to look at this diagnostically here. I'm going to look under the hood and ask myself of like, what could I do better here? Oh, I'm recognizing that I'm actually not really tracking my food as as closely as I think I am. I'm really just, you know, not tracking on weekends. I'm tracking during the week. And now I'm wondering like, why am I not losing weight? It's like, well, maybe you're actually not eating as much as you think you are. Or maybe they're not taking a step back and acknowledging that there's other symptoms that are red flags. Their check engine light is on. They're also feeling exhausted. They're also feeling really stressed and they're not managing their stress. Like there could be a lot of other factors at play. We have to look diagnostically if we want to improve ourselves. And the crazy thing is, here's the deal. A car, a, a home, whatever, you can go out and buy a new one if you want to. A body, your your thoughts that are going on in your head, your brain, you only get one. So we might as well get to the, you know, the bottom, the root cause of what's going on. If need be, help get get help from somebody else that knows what they're doing when it comes to doing this stuff. Because again, if you don't listen to those check engine lights, uh, for, for lack of a better word, and you don't pay attention to those signs, you're going to drive your body into the ground and we only get one. So we need to take mm-hmm. care of it, right? Yeah. I mean, it's one of those things of like, you, you know, if we think of this actually like realistically, we were talking about earlier that we've spent over 150K in the last year on mentorship and coaching. Have we bought new cars in the last year? <laughs> no, no, we haven't. Well, you and I both drive the same, honestly, crappy cars that we drove in college because we they're, they're paid off and we don't really feel a need to buy a new car right now. Do we have the money in the bank where we could go buy nice cars right now? Yes, but that's not a priority. We recognize that investing into ourselves, into our bodies, into our mindset, into truly just people leveling us up, putting ourselves in those communities, that's going to have such a greater return on investment than buying something like a car. And a car, that can be repossessed. If I ran out of money and I couldn't pay my bills on it, that could be repossessed and I would lose it and all the money I'd put into it is gone. But investing into myself, even if it was like I was really risky doing that, it's like, oh my gosh, this is going to really strap me for cash. It's going to stretch me. But I know that investing into myself, the gains I get from that cannot be repossessed. If I didn't ran out of money and couldn't afford to pay the rest and I, you know, someone had to come and say like, sorry, I you have to take away your coaching from you. I'd be like, well, at least everything I've gamed up, up until this point, I have and I can use this going forward to go make more money because I am the money maker. I am the one who can change my life and physical objects can't do that. Yeah. So totally went down a tangent there, but. <laughs> All that to say though, if Ford does want to send me a Ford Raptor, I will drive it. I will, I will take it. You would be, you would be willing to do I'd that? Be, I would be willing to do that. All right. So Ford, sponsor us. Yeah. Ford and uh, Jeep, Jeep Wranglers. Yeah. Please. I, w- I would love a, a souped up Wrangler, but that's another story for another day. Let's move on to number five of these five things that you should do for the next 90 days. If you want to just be unrecognizable come summertime. Number five is create a high value network. I kind of alluded to this already when I talked about, you know, putting ourselves into those rooms with high performers. But the reality is 
evolution has designed human beings to get along with each other for survival, which means that you will do what you need to do to get along with the people that you are surrounding yourself with, which means you will adopt the traits and the habits and the behaviors of the people you are spending time with, of the people who are around you. Think about that for a minute. Who are you spending time with? Who are you spending time with during the day, at night, on weekends? You are adopting their habits and their behaviors and just the way that they live and think. And that can either level you up or it can bring you down. If you want to level up, you're going to have to spend a little bit less time with the people who are holding you back. And you're going to have to increase the time with those people who you want to be like. This is why community is huge and why, you know, we go to mastermind events. We put ourselves into expensive coaching rooms. We do these types of things because we understand the value of putting ourselves in a community. And that's why we have an incredible community with our clients. And we have tons of clients who even long after they finish their journey and they've achieved all their goals and they're set for life, they stay with us oftentimes just for the community because they know that that community levels them up when maybe in their own lives with their families or their friends or like the town they live in, they don't have access to those types of people. And they feel that pull to be a part of that, to be a part of something. It's so freaking powerful, right? Yeah. And I think the best part about that, seriously, like genuinely speaking, I think the people that are high performers that are doing a lot of these things that you want to do, they're the least likely to judge you. They're the least likely to say, oh, no, you can't do this or you can't do that. I think honestly, from all of the people that we've met, every single one is always there to pull you up, to help you, to really, you know, uh, send you anything that might help you, put you in, in, in contact with people that can help you. But really, again, the people that are above you, that are people that are who you want to be, they're not talking crap about you. They're really eager to help you along those ways. So that's why it's so important. And it comes back down to, I think you've mentioned it, Vanessa, like there's a, the, a battery drainers and the battery chargers of, of types mm-hmm. of people, right? So connecting with people that really charge you, your 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 batteries and, and feel, fill your cup, for lack of a better word, it just makes life so much more enjoyable as opposed to people that are always just Debbie Downers and, and, and negative. I'm like, no, you can't do this. You can't do that. I'm like, I don't want that energy around me because it's 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 exhausting. And at yeah. the end of the day, it makes me doubt myself. And trust me, I already doubt myself enough. I don't need anybody else doubting me or what I'm trying to do. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's it's a very powerful thing. And that's, that's why I want to invite our podcast listeners. I'm like, you're here. You're listening to this podcast that means that you want to level up. It means you want to become a better person. You have goals that you are after and you want to continue to improve your growth minded. And for that reason, I want to invite you to join our Facebook group. It's called Women's Metabolism Secrets. It's linked in the show notes. Click join. It's all it takes. Start taking that tiny little step like we talked about to start to put yourself in the room with people who are also trying to level up and become better and just the best versions of themselves. And the best part is our coaches are doing those um, live trainings. What is it? Wednesdays? Every yeah, single Wednesday, right? Every Wednesday, right? Wednesday our, our coaches and are in there doing live trainings. people are just like asking so many great questions and they're like coaches are just really um, able to give you better direction, better give you better suggestions. And if anything, just um, help point you in the right direction so that you can 
really transform your life, maybe not in 90 days, but along the way, learn and help you get to where you want to go as opposed to being like, I don't know what to do. Like, I, I need to Google this. I need to Google that. Like having that accountability, that help, that resource there is huge. Yeah. I really don't know of any other groups out there that provide that much like free coaching and free resources and just free education. But you know, if you're, if you're not taking advantage of that stuff, then I don't think you really truly want to better yourself. Um, but you know, that is really all I wanted to cover for today's episode. I really hope that this inspires somebody to take action, do these five things. And then I promise you in 90 days, it's going to be coming up on summertime. It's going to be warming up and you're going to look back and you're gonna be like, oh my gosh, I feel like a different person. I have taken control of my life. I am proud of what I've already achieved. And I'm excited to continue to achieve and to continue to go after my goals. And, you know, if that sounds appealing to you, shoot me a message because I want to know that you're doing these things and I will help hold you accountable. So that is all for this week. Thank you so much for listening, you guys. We will be back next week. Bye, you guys. Thanks for listening. If you learned something today, the best way to say thank you is to subscribe to the podcast and leave a five-star review in iTunes. And if this particular episode resonated with you, do me a favor and take a screenshot and share it on your Instagram story. Don't forget to tag me at Vanessa G Fitness so I can show you some love. All right, my carb queens, talk to you in the next episode.